0: Warning, this podcast has been rated T, because it's terrible. This is two friends talking, often forgetting the recording, going into diatribes about very sensitive topics, including, but not limited to, violence, including sexual and self-harm, drug use, and almost anything else. All handled in a way that, if my mother-in-law were to hear it, I'd be embarrassed, but not ashamed. redstone archender and this is the podcast join my cold the podcast that asks you to consider joining me and the rest of the Jade dharma cabal in trying something new and exciting in building a new and sustainable world in freeing ourselves from the shackles of the daily grind in living a life of fulfillment and freedom but let me be clear i am not the leader uh, we are and we are all equals uh, We are all uh, in this together, we are all connected, and we need to cooperate with each other in order to survive, but we're also autonomous, and we have a plan. Welcome to the first full episode of Join My Cult. Today, we start with the first conversation of 12 that took place between me and my longtime friend, Romulisses, over the summer and fall of 2019. Now, some of this is a little dated because we do talk about some current events, but we do keep coming back to broader topics. Uh, I do hope you don't mind the fact that we are rehashing some of the darker times of the last administration but many of these sales continue to this day anyhow i hope you enjoy the episode i'm going to play you this first conversation in its entirety and we're live this is the first episode of a podcast
1: oh we're actually doing it
0: yeah i'm down um so, uh, I, uh, this is, uh, Redstone. I am here with my good friend, Rom, who has, I haven't told him anything about this podcast, and, uh, I'd like to start with wondering, do you have any clue what we're gonna talk about?
1: Uh, no. Uh, generally, I don't trust you, uh, so this is pretty much just an exercise in our friendship, uh, and, uh, it's grating, I will say.
0: So, the, the idea that I have is the world is super fucked.
1: Would you agree with that? There are things going on in this world that I am not a fan of, but I just ate half of a sausage from a barbecue from yesterday, and that was pretty amazing. So not all bad.
0: Okay, I'm not saying it's all bad. I will say I'm not sure that half a sausage counteracts the uh, white, nationalist that's our president and the fact that climate change is going to decimate our population but it does sound pretty nice
1: yeah i agree uh, a, a nice pork product does not nullify fascism unfortunately
0: <laughs> unless that pork product is made from the fascists and i don't mean ah. they produce it i mean you grind them into meat and we eat them would i
1: eat a fascist i don't think so you are what you eat man like oh, culinary thinking 101 here you gotta you gotta avoid the fascist cuisine i don't know then who do we feed the fascist sausages to I I think you make them and then you just kind of package them and they go in the grocery stores and then nobody buys them and you just watch and You see this like whole like shelves upon shelves of fascist sausages and everybody's like, who's buying these? And then we all kind of communally realize no one's buying them. This is amazing. And uh, then I don't know, they just all wind up in a dumpster that we name after Elizabeth Warren or something. And it's great.
0: I mean, it feels like a giant art project at that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, like when, Eisenhower established the highway system, and that was like the modern uh, 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 marvel of uh, of the world, like uh, the equivalent of like the pyramids at Giza or the uh, the uh, lighthouse of Alexandria. Like the fascist sausage dumpster <laughs> will be the art product of the uh, 21st century. I
0: love it. I love it. So um, to to drop the bomb finally on you on what I think this podcast should be about is either. So I'm going to go through uh, each episode, maybe detailing a different topic of uh, something I think is horrible about the world. And how we should fix it. Okay. And the end goal of this whole thing is to bit by bit, since you don't trust me, bit by bit convince you (laughs) that we should either form a secret society to overthrow the government or start a cult to overthrow our complete societal
1: viewpoint or both. Sure, yeah. I mean, we could be feeling ambitious that day that I finally decide to vote. Who knows?
0: Well, I mean, like, I think I, the, the idea that my uh, lovely wife uh, came up with was, at the end of each each episode, ask you, on a scale of what it did, how close are you to joining the revolution?
1: Oh, yeah. I'll be very conflicted when that vote comes around, I will say.
0: I, I actually, I was going to, I was kind of curious to slightly interview you for for the audience to get a sense of who you are. That way, when you're uh, hearing my insane leftist rants, they
1: can maybe have a point of view on, on where you're Sure. From. You just wanted a slightly less leftist person to come along on this journey journey with you it's not really like you know uh, a two opposite situation where you're gonna have to convince me of a lot of these points i'm just gonna back off a little bit of like maybe we shouldn't grind fascists up into sausages that's gonna be how i contribute to these discussions great
0: it's, except except you haven't which is what's perfect no <laughs> see the idea is that if i can't convince you that we should start our own religion i probably shouldn't do it because if i can't even convince you no one else is going to join if i can get at least the first person on here then we're we're, we're on okay. our way See, then if you can get two people and they can get two people.
1: Oh, hold on. I'm writing down this business plan as we speak.
0: <laughs> it, it's kind of like a triangle shape.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The most powerful in geometry, the triangle. Because <laughs> fuck rhombuses. Oh, is this podcast going to have swears in it? Because I did one.
0: Okay. Yes. Oh fuck yeah! I, I'm pretty sure it already uh, had. Pretty sure I didn't. I, I thought I called him a fucking white nationalist
1: uh, president. I but think I'm you not did. Sure. Like the, the to me, the harshest words in that sentence were "white nationalist." I didn't even hear the profanity. I was like, "There's nothing worse you can call somebody."
0: So for people that are possibly listening to this, which is probably nobody at the time we're recording this, recently, um, dear Fuhrer, has been uh, announcing on the fucking Twitter about uh, how people that have been. American citizens that have been elected to another branch of government should go, quote-unquote, back to where they came from and fix those shitty countries. Which, to be honest, he does think this is a shitty country because uh, how else could you make America great again? Because it, it clearly can't be great now. I, I'm not sure what what exactly he's getting at other than he wants black people, especially black women, out of this fucking country and definitely not in the government.
1: Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think it's always generous to assume that president is thinking uh i think that most of the time like you know when you're like let's go back to the grocery store analogy you're walking down the aisle and you see some frozen waffles and you're like i have not had frozen waffles in quite some time and they do not sound good this is an easy pass and then you see the frozen waffles that have blueberries in them and you're like "Mm, this changes everything And you, like, sit and you think about it, and then you just scan a little bit more to the right, and you see the ones that are, like, the cinnamon toast ones that, like, you can break off into, like, they were, like, it's one thing, but you can break it off into little quarters. And you're, like, I remember smothering those in maple syrup, and they were amazing. And without even knowing it, you're already at the checkout counter, and your cart is just full of these frozen waffles. I think that type of thought process is what's going on. Uh, when, uh, you know, the, the president says something like this. I, I, I don't even think that it's, like, conscious. I think it's just so far back in the brain, like, not even in the stem. It's like the spine is doing the thinking at this point, <laughs> where it's like, oh, like, this thing, because I've thought this way for 30 years, it, it, so I don't even need to think about it anymore. It's, it's like a muscle reflex.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I will say that your, your story did bring up a little bit of jealousy in me, because it does show our a little bit of our age gap, is that as... Even, like, a teen, the rip-apart ego yeah. waffles weren't a thing. What? It wasn't until I was, like, literally, I'm, like, old enough to be, like, I shouldn't buy those. But, damn, I missed. I missed out. I've never had one. Oh. I've never
1: yeah, had I, one. I, I did a whole bunch of sleepovers with friends uh, when I was, like, in elementary school. And that was, like, the treat. Like, that morning, you'd wake up and... If, if his mom was awesome, she would have those waffles ready, throw some butter on those like cinnamon, French toasty, tear apart waffles or whatever, like drown them in maple syrup and then just like bounce off the walls for 40 minutes and then take a nap because you're nine and you just ingested 80 pounds of sugar. Oh, yeah, those are delicious.
0: I will say you brought up another thing that makes me jealous, and that was having friends <laughs> as a child. <laughs> having friends as a child, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh, see, I, I had good friends as like a young kid. And then like middle age period, it was a little bit rougher for me and then like young adult into adulthood found good friends again. There was just a, I had a lull in the middle portion. but yeah, otherwise good, uh, good friends.
0: Actually, that sounds about right. I do remember having friends in like elementary school. I actually remember my best friend Devin. him and I, when we literally had our falling out at, at the in, like in the summer between fifth and sixth grade, he literally started throwing rocks at me. Oh. Like, that was like, we were fighting and some blah, 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 blah. I think I may have said something about his mom. And then at that point, he literally was like, no, fuck you. I'm like, oh, this friendship is dead. Was it like
1: a Harry and the Hendersons thing? Like, he just loved you so much that he had to, like, you know, throw rocks at you to get you to run into the forest? Or had you guys just grown apart in some fundamental way?
0: I think it was an argument about maybe about one of his siblings. So he came from a he was like the second oldest of like seven and to be honest his uh his siblings were shits i mean like we're, we're in elementary school so all of us are shits but it's just like there's a whole gaggle of you i just want to get away i'm like i think i, I either back talked his mom about having too many kids like that sounds like that sounds like even elementary school me would be like something like i wouldn't the problem is i can't get my head in quite in the mindset because i wouldn't have said anything vulgar because I wouldn't have known to be older, right. but it would have been implying, could you stop popping children out like Jesus? Because because they're you're like probably something like every every one of these is worse than the last.
1: So and have you always just not known that like maybe I shouldn't say this thing about his brothers and sister? Like have have you like because I didn't know you as like a young young kid? Like had you just always been like oh I'm gonna say this thing? Oh like I'm getting punched now. That's strange. <laughs>
0: Uh, pretty much because the way my family well you've met my brother. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you've ever hung out with us though.
1: Um, just at your wedding a bit.
0: Okay. My wife who of for things wh- when um my my parents came to visit too, my brother came over and it was the all of us hanging out and uh her her comments were, Wow, you guys are um really mean to each other. Like <laughs> like to show affection, you are really mean to each other. <laughs> it was like, Yeah, that's what I was raised, is you say horrible shit to people to show that, like, I'm comfortable with you to say a horrible fucking thing about who you are fundamentally. Isn't that all right? And it turns See, I... out, no, no. For the <laughs> most part, that's just cruel and a shitty thing to do to people.
1: Yeah, I, I was just about to say, I feel like you have the capacity to do that. But, like, one of the fundamental pillars of our friendship is that, like, we don't tear each other down. We build each other up. Um, and I think you've, you've managed to do that with other friends that I've met, that you've befriended, that I've met after that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't know, I... I, I think that's such a strong, like, in my, like, middle school lull, like, that's when I had friends that was, like, you just walk up and be like, hey, asshole, and I was like, this is fun, and I did that for, like, <laughs> six years, uh, and then, like, coming out of that was like, oh, no, like, what if, guys, revolutionary idea, what if we were polite to each other and helped reinforce each other, and they were all like, no, that's terrible, and I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna burn all these bridges, do yeah. do, do 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 kerosene, lighter fluid,
0: perfect. Yeah, that, that sounds like adolescence, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just generally speaking, oh, everything I've been doing, I've been a shitbag for years now.
1: Damn it. Yeah, and some people never realize that and become president.
0: Damn it, you beat me to it. So, uh, recently, uh, a friend of ours, he brought Mm. up this web series called The Alt-Rights Playbook. Did you take a look at that Mm. at all?
1: Uh, It was... It, too crushing of uh, a mental burden for me. I, I I didn't want to dip my toe in that waters because I knew that undoubtedly you would dive in, swim around, completely submerged for 30 minutes and then come out.
0: Yeah, I, I watched the entire series on my overnight at the homeless shelter. So oh, for our audience, uh, what I currently do for a living. So I, I left. So I, I went through school. Um, I was at one point getting degrees in religious studies and physics, dropped the religious studies to do that on my own time, got a master's. Wrote a PhD thesis on uh, gravitation at short ranges, and my advisor basically fucked me in the ass. Um, during that ass-fucking part, um, I took a bunch of psychedelics, uh, experienced ego death, and have come to amazing realizations of which I'm here to share with you. Um, which partially comes down to, do drugs, kids! They're good and awesome, but only the right ones. Don't do all of them. And after your you brain one.
1: is fully formed.
0: Yes, one hundred percent. You probably shouldn't be doing like any psychedelics. Well, psychedelics are, eh, you should probably wait till after you're like 20, maybe 25. Definitely not weed. Like, I hate to say it. Weed's wonderful, but it fucks you up when you're young. Yep. And when you're older, it seems like it doesn't have any downside. So wait till you're older and then smoke as much weed as possible. I feel possible.
1: like it's the same like abstinence only education message that we're trying to sell, but for weed, which of course that's very successful. So perfect. <sighs> All right.
0: If it didn't affect their cognitive development, but yeah. the problem is they're stupid children. I mean, like you're you you are stupid as a kid. You are ignorant by definition. You don't know shit. And people that know better, unfortunately, just seem like a bunch of fucking uptight assholes. Yeah. But we're like, but to be honest, if you waited till longer and wait till your brain fully develops, you can enjoy the drugs even more. I,
1: I think what you might need to do is you might need to show them the example of the bad psychedelic trip or what happens to somebody who does like those psychedelics. Like, cause if you just see somebody tell you like, don't do these, you're 14. You're going to be like, guess what I'm going to do immediately <laughs> mushrooms.
0: I've actually seen some, um, there's a, few different youtube series um mainly based out of amsterdam based or just the netherlands in general hmm. which are series of we're gonna show you uh what it's like and tell you what it's like to take these drugs i watched someone take some salvia who freaked the fuck out like she just sat there was just like this is not good i don't like this. this is horrible why why did i do this oh god and then like two minutes later she's fine but yeah, I, th- I think those kind of things, for specifically for harm reduction, it's really important to just be... When you equate weed with heroin, you're just fucking up. Because then a kid's going to smoke a joint and be like, this was fucking awesome, uh, and I didn't die instantly like I was told by the <laughs> D.A.R.E. program. I guess, I mean, if anything, now you are turning it into a gateway drug. Well, I tried weed and it didn't kill me, so let's try everything else. And needle,
1: please. Yeah. All right, so you experienced ego death.
0: So having academia burned to the ground for me for the most part, which I've been applying to some places, but they're they're I'm getting the impression my previous advisor suddenly is not giving great recommendations for me um, when people call. So yeah, ended up like trying to reevaluate my priorities, and now I work at a homeless shelter as staff. the The other night I cleaned up a bunch of vomit that this uh, woman she took too much drugs. Like just. Clean it up because that's my job <laughs> it's it's but it's weird it's weirdly fulfilling it definitely gives you weight i mean that's the problem is i've been working there for three months now and i'm like wow i'm definitely getting a perspective on how fucking horrible all this shit is and realizing um if the conservatives had their way like and i work at a pretty nice shelter we, we have two meals we have a dinner and breakfast we have to ask them to leave during the day but there's showers there's clean bedding and and towels and and we've got laundry services we've got mental health workers come in like twice a week we've got nurses that come in twice a week and if the conservatives had their way these people would all be in prison working as basically slaves like other prisoners do because the 14th amendment doesn't protect people that are incarcerated i mean like we see it in other places they they put you in jail for vacancy like that it's to be to be homeless is then illegal and they get to throw you in a cell I don't know. It's worth
1: it's yeah, I, I think the disconnect for me with conservative policy and like homelessness is like the idea of like opportunity versus cost, because I think there's some conservatives out there who is like, no one deserves a free ticket, like period, bottom line, I don't care. And then there's also the like fiscal argument of like, this is the amount of dollars that we spend per year on people in prison when we could be using that money to rehabilitate and have them like go back into the economy and be productive. So yeah, just like weighing those two, like whenever I get into a discussion with somebody about this, which is quite rare because those conversations are typically infuriating, like I, I feel like they always pivot back and forth between one of those, like, hey, I didn't get a free ride. Why should somebody else? And the other part of the argument being, uh, you know, uh, it, it doesn't make financial sense. Like th- those are the two arguments and they just like kind of bounce back and forth depending on what day it is. I don't know
0: looking at the cost now having seen um working the shelter like they tell us like how much it costs to have someone in jail for a night versus to be at the shelter the shelter costs it's like $20 $25 a person which seems like a bit but for the jail it's like 150 and just that's that's a lot different i mean that's yeah. that's a, that's just a greater investment like it just doesn't make sense cuz it's a housing focused shelter and they so they get people vouchers and they get them into places there's caseworkers, and uh yeah then the cost even drops even less by just providing someone with housing and food costs you far less than incarcerating them i don't I, I don't understand the argument of wanting people so many people in jail it's kind of terrifying Yeah, i wish
1: i could say something funny about it but it just bums me out <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not funny at all okay so, so so since you didn't watch the video series this is actually pretty good because then we can go through some points perfect um well, I can, actually I, i've i've got This is a totally different question, and this is just one that keeps coming up. So do you think people are inherently lazy, hardworking, somewhere in the middle? What do you think people left to their own devices, what do you think they generally do?
1: I'm a big fan of bell curves and general distributions. Yeah, I think most people are going to be somewhere in the middle of, I should probably work some amount, and some people are going to be more industrious, and some people are going to be less industrious. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a non-answer to your question, but.
0: No, I mean, no, no, you did, because you said most people are, the majority of people aren't, I don't want to do shit, I just want to watch TV all fucking day. Give me that Hulu, give me that Netflix. Like, we do like that, but we usually, it seems like most people get bored. They like doing something, they like creating something. We are not on the side that if people were given basic necessities, or if you have your basic necessities provided in some way, that they would just sit and do nothing. Like, I I don't... I think
1: it's incorrect to say like the only way to properly motivate somebody is if oblivion is on the other side of the paycheck. <laughs> like yeah. that, that idea to me is terrifying. I've never been that close to things, but like I've been pretty lean on finances at like various points in my life. And I didn't like work better and I wasn't happier. Uh, the idea that you're working and like you're earning something as a result of that, that then you can choose to have like fun or you can choose to uh, invest more in you know, uh, uh, yourself or a house or or whatever it is, like having the opportunity to do something with your money, besides just living another two weeks is I think pretty profound. And I think most people feel that like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, not, not everybody. uh, But I've met so few people that are just like, oh yeah, like I'm willing to take advantage of every single thing in order to do the least amount of work. Uh, the, The amount of people in my life that do that are basically zero.
0: Like and I, and I, I just want to throw this out there that at a homeless shelter, um, it's actually one for people that have, they have to have some sort of disability. And I would say the vast majority of these people ask to do chores around the place. Like they want to help out. People that like are being given just this stuff are then like, hey, how can I help contribute? I mean, there, there are some people that are lazy pieces of shit. But to be honest, I think if you look at the people that are lazy pieces of shit, the majority of them are the rich. They are the mooching class. They have hoarded massive amounts of wealth and have just basically screwed the rest of us. If you make 10,000 times more than an employee in your company, there's no way you earn 10,000 times. You don't do 10,000 times the work as the person scrubbing your toilet. That just seems insane to me that seems like you're the lazy piece of shit who's mooching off everybody else.
1: Those are the moochers. I think that there's something to be said about like, if you create the idea that builds that multi-million or multi-billion dollar company, like you have earned a certain amount of profit moving forward. I I do, I do understand that idea and that perspective. And I do think that like, you may be worth more than 10,000 toilet scrubbers because without you, we wouldn't have Gorilla Glass or whatever it is. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, I do think that there is some amount of that that is going to happen that is acceptable. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, and again, maybe this is where our contrasting opinions come in here. I'm slightly left of very le- or slightly right of very left wing. <laughs> like, I don't agree with everything Bernie Sanders has to say. Like, ev- like he'll say something like we should give free school to everybody. And I'm like, that idea is terribad. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't like that idea at all
0: okay let's talk about this so okay so we we did this after world war ii like we had the gi bill i mean basically we drafted every fucking dude that could and women didn't count as people at that point because once the men got back get get your asses back in the house and pop out children which is how we had the baby boomers but we basically gave free education to anybody who wanted it for and we, i mean we just made public school higher education really really goddamn cheap so so you are opposed i mean so Is that a system you would like better or do you not? What are your feelings on this?
1: Why is it? Um, I think that higher education needs to have some type of uh, like some, some minor cost of entry. I think you should have to honestly consider why am I going here? What am I going to get out of it? Why do I not just go into the workforce? Why do I not just go into a trade school or a vocational school? Um, I think that if it is just a, a free option, you tend to think about it less. If there's some cost associated with it, you have to think about, is this worth it more? Um, I feel like our generation, you know we're close enough in age, uh, our, our generation, the default was go to college. It is the only way to be successful. And I feel like there is a lot of ennui in our generation of you know people who have obtained some higher degree and then say, what do I do with this higher degree? I I have this, but I don't know what it's in. You know what, what to do with that. And I think that if we bypass that by just saying like, look, you don't have to go to college. Like, be a plumber, be an electrician. Immediately go into sales somewhere. Like, those are all options that are available, and you can have a great, happy, healthy life. And you can still party for those four years. Like, trust me, people who work in sales party. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I don't like this idea that like, since the only way to succeed is college, college needs to be free for everybody and everybody should go. I'm like, no, no, I think that that's,
0: I don't agree that the argument is everyone should go. I would say it's more the issue. So I, I would prefer a system like in Europe, where college is still free, but there are entrance exams, you you there's still a barrier to entry. But it is whether or not you, you are ready for college, because to be honest, at this point, because colleges to me feel like they've become businesses, they want to take in as many people as possible. That's what we have so many remedial classes. I mean, I, I was at a, the Ivy League of the Midwest. I, I won't say the name, but they, I mean, they had like beginning algebra classes, at a prestigious university. Why anyone that comes into the university should already know algebra—that that's like your high school failed you completely and utterly. That's a problem. Maybe you should know algebra before you come to college, like. Yeah, you can go be a plumber. There are trade schools. There are other options. Um, I just don't think burdening people with car payments, like of brand new cars, like immediately after graduation, to to, to basically suck you into the economy and make you a slave to you. I mean, you got a three hundred dollar bill coming up, and that's not even that's nothing on top of all the rest of your stuff. Like, we need the three hundred dollars, and you can't default on that loan. Give us that money. <laughs> And it's like, oh, and did you go to a school that was for profit? So your degree is also fucking worthless. <sighs> That's the other problem too. But I but I see your point. No, I don't. I do not agree that everyone has to go to university. That sounds insane. But you don't you don't like the the free part though, or is it the is it just the everyone has to go to I, keep going
1: to? I school? think if it's I think if it's free, you think about it less, or you think about it in terms of like, well, if I don't do this, then I'm losing that money. Um, I I, 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 like, I think from a like a poor business standpoint, which like people don't always make the best financial decision for themselves. Like they they mistake opportunity cost, or they I, like they they just like it's easy. Oh, this is what everybody's doing. I can like do this and kind of coast for four years. Like great. Yeah, I I, I think if it's if it's free, people think about it less. Uh, I'm not a huge okay. fan of outrageous student loans and student debt and everything. Like for sure, I think that that's a huge problem. But I, I don't think the solution is uh, is making it free. Forgiving student loan stuff, I think that's an interesting conversation. I don't know where I stand on that, but that's a completely different point. I don't even know if I want to get into
0: that. I mean, I will say I know where I stand on that. That's specifically because I still have over $30,000 in debt. I would love that to be forgiven. I mean, that is 100% in my best interest, and that's just my loan. That's just my debt, not just my wife's, which also, like, we pay a lot of money each month to – I mean, and the government makes money off Pell Grants and stuff. Like, they it is not a loss – because you can't. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Grants, grants, you don't pay back. But the um, loans, Frankie, like the
1: federal loans or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the Sally Mae and all that yeah. shit. Like they made money off that. So okay, interesting. Yeah. See, for me, I'm like I. I to get back to Bernie Sanders, for for those listeners, I'm probably left off Bernie Sanders. Um, I mean, for to I get be honest, Nazi sausages. I think we should. <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure bernie's like we are uh, no no with the murdering of the rich please i will totally get caught up in this this will not work <laughs> out i mean you did you see the thing when when his book he made like a million dollars off his book and then they're like or he made he made enough money where he was a millionaire and they're like aren't you now one of the super rich And he's like no no, I have like a million dollars. They have billions. Do you not know the difference? And they're like, no, we
1: don't. No, we don't. (laughs) And and also he was like, great. Raise my taxes. Like, I don't, nothing has changed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I would say I'm, I'm left of Bernie Sanders because I, I don't want to live in a capitalist country anymore. I, I want to destroy capitalism, I think. So one of the big topics in those videos was the idea that we have an egalitarian view in this country. Like, everyone should be equal. We all get our equal say. But we have a capitalist system which inherently promotes a hierarchy. It's so like the guy who comes up with Gorilla Glass then needs to be in charge while all the people on the bottom make far far less even though they are just as integral to the process of making the stuff he can't do it without them yeah he's he's a little more important for the idea creator but he's not the product creator and i don't like that that's jeff bezos came up with like one fucking good idea has just screwed over just thousands of people and now is has a quarter so he's one of the three people that have as much wealth as the bottom half of which i'm pretty sure you and i are both well you might not be in the bottom half anymore I know it seems insane to me that to um, to have a good idea or two, and now, and now you are in charge of as much wealth and resources as tens of millions of other people. Like you have as much say, if not more, than all of them.
1: I, so I really struggle with this, because I think if someone truly does have a great idea, if they manage to amass wealth, I think that that should be their prerogative. However, I also think that there should be like antitrust laws and i think that there should be laws about like how much money you can pass on to children and what happens to companies that uh, uh try and establish not mono- like i i don't see anything wrong with generating great ideas and people trying to amass wealth but i think that there should be rules laws and regulations set in place that like they start acting like a dick of a juggernaut that like government which is larger than any business entity comes in and says hey you can't be a big bag of dicks to everybody that's not nice. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, again, I, I generally view government should be the role of the protector. It should make sure the people aren't getting screwed, either by other people, foreign governments uh, themselves, <laughs> or business. So I, I, I have a real hard time saying we should have laws in place to make sure that people can't do this thing. Like, oh, I, like I, I don't know. I'd rather have laws in uh, in place to safeguard people from actions rather than prohibiting people from performing uh, See, uh, guess, actions.
0: Because my real problem is, uh, since it, it, the amount of, like, Jeff Bezos that exist compared to... I mean, to be honest, like, he had a good idea and then predicated it on the backs of other people. Like, we'll pay these warehouse workers a little bit of money. Like, you, you end up paying a ton of people a very little amount and making a lot of transactions. I'm not sure that's actually a good idea. It's it's It, it worked out. It's a good financial idea but it didn't seem the the ability to distribute stuff over the internet sounds like a, it, that was revolutionary but it, he wasn't the one that came up with it he just streamlined it i'm just not sure right. that's worth 137 billion dollars like that shit i'm just like so, there's there's like a, <laughs> and then people talk about like well then bill gates bill gates may have done some horrible fucking shit to get his to get microsoft where it was i mean he didn't even come up with dos he sold DOS to IBM and then bought the operating system from some people were like $20,000. That's so much money for this operating system. Like, yeah, I sold it for 2 million already. Woo. (laughs) Cha-ching. Like, like that's not a good idea. That's just you fucking people over and then using that model. Like, well, we'll just hire people and pay them nothing. And I mean, we'll pay them slightly more than nothing. They'll come here and we'll pay them the least amount if possible. I guess it really comes down to, I'm, I'm still pissed off about a Supreme Court decision in the 1800s <laughs> where it literally came up to, so at one point corporations, uh, there were, there were, there's multiple types of corporations. There's, you know, currently we have nonprofits, but generally speaking, um, we didn't have those kind of uh, labels at the time. And uh, it actually went to the Supreme Court on whether or not a company could be a private entity or if it had to be part of the public good. Cause before then um, it was generally assumed corporations had to still contribute to society. Like they were still, it wasn't just the shareholders. It's also like the public at large was, uh, to be served by a corporation. Right. And it went to the Supreme court and they went, nah, it's private. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And here we are now. Cause it turns out when you're like, well, let's see, is it cheaper? Is it cheaper to dispose of this toxic waste the correct way? Or, man, the fines are really low. Let's just dump it in the water supply, because that's way the fuck cheaper. And so, then they do that.
1: <laughs> so I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit. I'll push back. So if there was a law that all citizens must be good all the time, I'd be like, fuck that law. Because, like, I know eventually I'm going to want to do something that's, like, bad. Not against the law, but, like, it's kind of a dick move to somebody. I, I think that the, the error there is not having the proper penalty for, you know for violating some action right like if somebody dumps toxic waste like you know i've had this discussion right like your your punitive <laughs> punishment for that company would be exhort like 110 percent or whatever the, the damages. or like you know it's it's not just some blanket uh, amount of cash like cool i like that idea a lot but i do think that part of the foundation of this country is people need to be free to do good and bad probably companies need to do that as well But then when they do something really bad, like murder or pyramid scheme or whatever it is, uh, then, yeah, there need to be laws in place to punish those companies to make sure that other companies aren't like, well, this is a great idea. Like, I I, I view that as the big flaw. And I I generally view laws as um, not proactive, but reactive. Like something happens and then laws come into place to make sure that those things generally don't happen again. Proactive laws, yeah, I don't know. Like, you can't always predict what's going to happen coming up next around the corner so to be able yeah i gotta I, I know there, there are a few things maybe like nuclear war that i'm like we should maybe be proactive <laughs> about that um but like like what was it was it george w bush who got like proactive about stem cell research oh, yeah. and basically delayed funding on that for you know over a decade like man that was really shitty to a lot of people who were suffering from nerve conditions and could have been helped by that but like that was a proactive law measure um yeah, i guess that's, yeah
0: i mean this really comes down to the fact i am an anarchist I don't No, I mean, I'm very serious. There is a, um, I mean, there's a lot of anarchist philosophy. I mean, I will say like one of the things that, uh, um, web series that we talked about the right, the alt rights playbook it ended up sending me down, um, a path I didn't realize that there's capitalist philosophy like people like when it started coming up like philosophers were like, oh this is why we should do this this is how we should do it hmm. uh, they're very vocal about the fact that oh the monarchies are going away. how do we maintain our power position as rich people like they, they're very open about this is to maintain the power structure of us on top and here's why because fucking the plebes are stupid piece of shit that need to be led. I mean that's that is I mean they don't say it like that but there's a reason why you look at the constitution we've got slavery embedded in it you've got only white people basically landowners landowners get to make mm-hmm. the vote because they're the only ones that know anything the rest of these people are just stupid and ignorant and I'm not saying there isn't a case to be made that ignorant people maybe shouldn't be making decisions but I go on the side of let's make them not ignorant let's just not push them out. Let's bring them in. Let's teach them things. Like, I'm, I'm down with just having a comprehensive early education and, and making people well-rounded citizens, and, I, and I'm and sure you're probably on that same side, and it weirds me out that there's definitely a group of people in this country that are like, no, that's a horrible fucking idea.
1: The blacks yeah, are I, voting. I, God. Uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've talked a little bit about this with another friend of mine. Do, you know, people, are people acting in their best interest? Could you educate Enough people that there will be a consensus, or we would act in the greater good. I, I don't know, man. Like, like things go through my head. Like, didn't Bill O'Reilly go to like Stanford or something? Like, or Harvard? Like, he he, he's Ivy League educated, but like that hasn't stopped him from just being like a festering cancer on, uh, on knowledge. (laughs) Um, So so it's unclear to me that just like if we have great pre-K programs. Then people will stop going to Walmart. Like I, I, I don't, I don't see how to get a a quick fix for that. I am not
0: at all. So this is this is actually part of the the reason for to bring it back to the reason for this podcast is I need to convince you that we. Yeah,
1: how do we justify ourselves?
0: We need to form a group. I'm calling it the uh, Jade Dharma Cabal, just because I want a funky sounding name, and there's other reasons, but. No, I think I think it, it's not a there's no short term there's no quick fix. There is only long term planning to fix huge systemic problems. Of which I really so this is this is what I'm gonna try to convince you of eventually is that we need to form a group that is both political and possibly makes a manufactured religion. I I, I think if we had it, it I think part of the bigger issues we have in our society is a culture of, I mean, it's just inherently in the culture. It's what are our values? What do we, what do we want? What do we want to do? How do we treat other people? What do we think of as right and wrong? Like what does right and wrong really mean? Is it important to have it? There's a whole bunch of, of, of personal questions that I think some of the people that would love to just be lazy and be led would like to just, yeah, just give me, give me the set of rules. Give me the 10 commandments of whatever the fuck you guys want. And if, I wonder if we made it logically consistent, scientifically sound. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, Rom's eyes just went really wide at it. Logically consistent. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It would not It would not be a religion. It would be a, like, philosophy that tout... It would be... It would call itself a religion. It may be a cult. It may be a, like...
1: So you have to... You, you want... You want to make that one true philosophy that's bulletproof? Like, yeah, man, you like you and everybody since Socrates, right? Well, like,
0: Okay. So the problem is I'm a, so here's a question because I, I do you think there is intrinsic right and wrong? Do you think or do you think are, are you I guess the question? What's your philosophy? Are you a nihilist? Are you a existentialist? I mean, do you know any am I I don't know your philosophical your philosophical background.
1: Uh, I am a terrible philosopher and uh, my my wife is an exceptional one. Um, I, I tend to just be very uh, uh, pragmatic about things I, I I tend to weigh less like was this the right action or the wrong action versus like what needs to happen right now so that way the next day occurs um, there's some short-term planning there's some long-term planning but like I, I, I generally don't think I don't spend a lot of sleepless nights wondering about like truth or morality <laughs> like I, I think I'm a good person generally but yeah I, I i'm a terrible philosopher i don't know what my global worldview is it's like kind of don't be a dick right. but i've also been a huge dick to some people you included at like various points in my life and that that's helped me realize like i generally don't like being a dick so i don't do it as much but like yeah i'm giving you a real run around here no, no, I know. it's totally I, cool yeah. i i yeah uh Philosophy to me is so tricky. Like it, it's it's almost intimidating. It's like oh boy, here here come the smart talkers, <laughs> and it, like I, I think it's an admirable goal. And if you've brought me along to try and like help develop something that is you know philosophically bulletproof or like less queasy <laughs> than other alternatives, like all right, like I guess I guess I'm on uh, board. <laughs> honestly
0: it's it's less um, development. Okay, so you talked about sleepless nights. I I guess I am one of those people. I've spent a ton of sleepless nights uh, over the last years. I don't know. It, it, these are questions that keep me up at night and I've been slowly... I'll be honest, the whole ego death thing, like, literally, like, I came out of it and went, oh, shit. I see where there's a lot, like, all of that, that's wrong. Okay, I get it. I get how that... I see the flaws in that now. I see the flaws in that. And I have started to see... I don't know. I, I see that there is a path to move forward. I'm not sure I have it all mm-hmm. mapped out. But I think, I mean, part of it is accepting that science works I mean, it may not be the absolute truth with a capital T, but the idea of coming to consensus, coming to having evidence, these are important goals. Our culture does not value. It does not seem to. Or at least there's a huge swath of the population that is really big on faith and just kind of believing what they're told. And I'm wondering, I mean, I guess my moral thing is, do you think it might be possible to have a, a, a religion that... People could just fall back on. That would just tell them the right thing to do, but is based in this kind of... If the major if the major thrust of the movement is scientifically based, do you think like the fringe would just go, yeah, okay, whatever they said is good, and we'll just go with that? Or do you think that's... Or it needs to be dogmatic?
1: Uh, I, I think that if someone's a bad person, they will find any way to rationalize the badness that they're about to do. And I think that if someone is miseducated, they will find some way to justify their miseducation. I I used to just be a fire-breathing atheist. Like, burn it all down, it's all hot garbage. But, like, now I'm at this point where I'm just like, "Are are you doing good? That's probably fine. Like, are you oppressing somebody else? Maybe that's not what you should be doing. Like, I even think about, like, you know, Christianity. Like, yeah, there's been a lot of points where it's, like, done some good stuff. And then someone comes along and either manages to pervert it or justify some fucked up shit with it or start a couple of crusades. And then just people are basically wanting to say like, well, we can't say that that person was wrong. So I guess we'll justify that and just Mm -hmm. move forward. Like, so, so even if we create this thing of pure logic, beauty, I think it would only be a a certain amount of time before somebody comes along and takes a dump on it. And then people afterwards are like, well, this has a dump on it, but we're just going to call that bronze and move on. (laughs) Yeah. It's very cynical, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I think. I guess that's
0: what I, I, I'm trying to figure out. So one of the things I, I've also looked into pretty deeply in contemplating this idea, is, cults are fascinating things. Um, they're horribly dangerous, and they're, I like the idea of a small group of dedicated people that specifically avoid all the pitfalls of a cult, uh, like a traditional cult. Um, I think there there may need to be a figurehead but it really cannot be a cult of personality. It really should be like, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to do opposites because like half, (laughs) like there's a bunch of people that need to just be led like sheep. It seems like, it seems like they want to be. And I'm not sure if that's intrinsic in who they are or if it's society has just went, nah, stay asleep. You dumb fucks. It's fine. Just do what we tell you. Keep voting red and you'll be rich someday.
1: (laughs) Does it have to be society? Can it be their own drive? Like, I, I'm somebody who every time I turn on a car, I'm like, thank God the car turned on. Because if it didn't, I wouldn't know what to do. And I know that there's a whole bunch of people, and I'm like, I'm an educated person. I just don't care how cars work. And I, like, if someone uh, applies that to like voting or governance or finance, like they can still get by, and like they just don't want to do it. Like, is it? Are are we? obligated to pressure them to the point like no this needs to matter to you like oh i don't know that kind of sounds like fascism again in a weird way to me like I, it's unclear to me whether society is pushing like hey it's okay to be dumb or if it's just like what if sometimes people just want to do the most simple thing and not think about like what it's connected to like i i, I don't know how to change that if that's the cause of things people just like this is what i want this See, level I, of
0: guess, I guess i want i guess that's the point is i i think there's a proper way i think they I absolutely think there's a proper way to think and act and I want to force it on everybody else. Yeah. Thanks you. <laughs> but I also recognize, yeah, that there are people that don't want to do that. And I, and I think that if I think it's possible and maybe this is just naive as fuck maybe, but I think it's, it's possible to set out just a set of guidelines where you're like, Hey, here are the ways to just kind of act and do your shit that you won't generally speaking be a total fucking asshole. Like you, you can be kind of a shit bag but you're not going to be too far out one way or the other. I just wonder like, would that, it seems like it's already in place. Like people already have this shit. I'm just like, but a lot of people leave it. Cause they go, you know, you start reading the Bible and it's like, we don't make mistakes and we make tons of mistakes. You're like, well, this book contradicts itself. What a surprise. And then you throw it in the trash. Cause you're like fucking. And then you find out priests are fucking kids all the time. And you, I'm not saying all priests fuck all the time. I'm just saying they are definitely one of the li- things on the list. Martin Luther nailed to the Pope's door was child abuse protestantism like the entire length of it partially has been wow those catholics keep raping boys just saying but then you know it also comes back from a long tradition of like the romans come here butt boy come here (laughs) i mean i have no problem with homosexuality i do have a problem with child abuse like i i
1: yeah that's a bold stance to take Anti child abuse.
0: It seem it fucking seems to be. I don't know if you noticed, but like uh, the president of the United States uh, has multiple charges against him of fucking raping children, and he's the president. These allegations were out there before he became president, and he admits on audio, "Go, yeah, I just grabbed women by the pussy. You can do whatever the fuck you want when you're rich and famous, and
1: he uh, but, can." But her emails. Her oh, emails. My God. Yeah right.
0: so this is where we're at i don't know we're we're nearing an hour it'll probably get edited down a little bit but i feel like we covered a bunch of topics and we still have so many more to do
1: yeah comprehensively i would say <laughs>
0: yeah. for those of you listening eventually we'll just probably pick we will probably delve into more eh, it'll probably be like this every fucking time sorry just this is just life but I, I say we call it here so so uh rom i almost use your real name on a scale of one to ten, how on board are you with joining my group to completely change society and the government?
1: I like got three, I think.
0: Three? That's actually, that's a pretty good start. Like, I honestly thought you'd be in the negatives almost. Um,
1: I mean, it's, I think it's an admirable goal. Do I think that it's something that we might think is a good idea and end up making society worse in the process? Probably, which is why it's a three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm just like, that's, that's totally acceptable. I, I get it. I, and I will just say like, part of it is I just don't want to sit on the sidelines for too much. I mean, I feel like I'm not, but I, I just want to do more. I just, and I think we can do more and that's what this is all about. So uh, I think at that um, I'm going to, we're going to sign off. Is there any last words you'd like to say? Ron? I don't
1: think so. I think we, we, we covered it. We We spoke comprehensively and super knowledgeably about just so many things that I feel really good about.
0: That is awesome. All right. Well, hope you all have a good rest of your day. And uh, that's it for us. This episode was recorded by me, uh, Redstone uh at an undisclosed location. Because, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I did all, all the stuff. Yep.